0: And hello, and welcome, everyone, to the comic multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel. And wait, 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 wait one second for me, madam. Trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get good with the kids, with the young people. Our core demo. I'm trying to do that, uh, that, that gender swapped face thing from, uh, from the new Snappity chats that the kids love so much.
1: Oh, is, is that what that is? Is that why I'm seeing all these really weird photos on Twitter
0: and Facebook? That's the one. I did it, and to my great surprise, when I did it, I looked like my mom 20 years ago. <laughs> you see, Matt, I, I am blessed with these soft feminine features. <laughs> Cursed with them, really. I can't get away from them. <laughs> the truly funny thing is, is that uh, my mom also did the male version of it, and she probably looked like what I'm probably going to look like in 20 years, so, you know, it's good to know at least, you know, get ready for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's your week been matt pretty good pretty good i've been
1: uh trying to catch up on all my reviews yeah. and again i've fallen behind
0: it was a lighter week this week thankfully i might actually get to catch up on punisher and make that into a video yeah well punisher's been good yeah so i've heard i'm really excited for it i want to read it because i know the next arc is going to be him versus kingpin yeah but uh yeah same for me you know Taking care of stuff in the house. I know when last time we talked, I uh, had sink issues. Those sink issues have gotten a little better, but a little worse. It's it's a whole thing.
1: <laughs> you became your own plumber there for a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah and then I realized, well, this, this job is too big for me. <laughs> time to pass this up. Also, you know, I live in a condo, but it was just a matter of like, well, if I do take it to the maintenance guy, is it going to be like, are they going to spend time ripping up my walls? Are they going to be in my place? I don't want that. Yeah 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 i don't want to be like hey maintenance guys can you shut up i need to talk about what spider-man did this week (laughs) very important people online very much want to know what i think about what batman did (laughs) yeah i know right i can't believe it's my job either (laughs) (laughs) now please stop working with your hands so i can talk into this microphone uh but yeah that's uh that's been me we got uh uh, a decent little assortment of news, I would say. Again, seems like a lot of Marvel topics right now, but uh, then we can talk about what we read, and it feels like it's been a bit since we've talked about what we read. It has been a while. Yeah, with all these new movies and shows and commentaries and everything else that's been going on. Yeah. This this will actually be a fairly long little stretch of time we have in between actually uh, not having to go to the movies and see a new comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, not until first June. Not until the... Oh, is that Phoenix? Is Phoenix in June? That's Spider-Man. I thought Spider-Man was in July.
1: It's like the last week of July, 1st of June
0: for me. Oh, that's right, because you're in wacky Australia that gets it at different times. (laughs) Oh, man, speaking of that, did you see the fan? again i'm sorry i'm blanking on your name right now and i can't look for it who did uh the, the great little mock-up of the cantina scene from a new Hope, yeah. where it's like we don't <laughs> yes. serve your kind here and it's the dc and hulu app and you know it's the canadian and australian flag over r2 and c3po <laughs> loved it loved it to death if ever you do a fan art thing or a fan uh mock-up even if it's bad we will talk about it on the show because we are if nothing else <laughs> super self-interested <laughs> that's the best way i keep thinking you know i've i i i will know we've really made it when we get like a fan animation yeah yeah all my favorite podcasts have uh what is it tv tropes pages and fan animations <laughs> We used to have a TV Tropes page when we worked at Name Redacted, but the comic multiverse does not have one. And we can't make one, fans. You have to make it for us. That's way it's official.
1: Oh, we'll have someone have to get on that.
0: Someone will have to get on that. Again, that's that's your homework this week, everyone. You thought you were just listening to the show for shits and giggles, but now you're getting homework assignments. <laughs> and, and I want that on my desk by Friday there, Parker. That and pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> But yeah, so should we hop into the news this week, Matt? Let's hop into the news. So this first topic I was almost not even going to bring up because I I hate... When people boil down art and especially art in comics to numbers and facts and or you know and figures and all this other stuff, because you know, it's like we're supposed to be talking about art here, you know, we're supposed to be creatives and when people are like, Oh, but look look at this sales data here, look at these numbers, that always makes me feel sad because it's like, dude, if I wanted to work with numbers, I'd be a fucking banker. I'd go into statistics or something. But this this was a very interesting statistics. This was a very interesting piece of numbers here, and obviously something that Uh, deals with us quite a bit, because more than one person sent this story to me, and that is apparently the Immortal Hulk, uh, as of its last uh, issue there, actually outsold Batman.
1: Yeah, (laughs) who would have thought, you know, who Who would have thought?
0: Which, on one hand, it's like, it deserves to, because Al Ewing is doing an amazing job in Immortal Hulk. That book is kicking ass. It's just, you know, strength after strength. He was up uh, for an Eisner, actually, for it and this year, and that was very well-deserved.
1: Yeah, I, I had to drop off on it uh, when once the Avengers sort of came into it, just because mm. I had so many comics
0: on the go. But yeah,
1: I, I've been keeping an eye on it as it's been going, and man, it's just been
0: so cool to see Wonderful. like a Hulk comic actually do well. And it's an easy shoe-in for like one of my best of the year. Like it got there mm-hmm. so super early. But yeah, Batman, that has gotta be embarrassing. Cause yeah. even the worst Batman related comics sell really well. And to think that this, the flagship Batman book, a book that I think is also up for an Eisner, or at least its creator is up for an Eisner. I don't know Ugh. if it's Batman that's up for it or if it was Heroes in Crisis or whatever it was, but still, that's who that's got to be rough. Because, you know, the, the common wisdom was at DC where it's like, look, you can get a prima donna creator, you can get a creator that ignores continuity, but so long as they stop selling X amount every month, it will be time to be shooed away because that's just how business is done at DC maybe not yeah I, I don't know I don't know maybe after these hundred issues mhm well again that's uh, that's what he always said that it was a hundred issue story arc a story arc that could only be told in a hundred issues
1: yeah, really no he couldn't it could have been told
0: in probably twelve mm as all his best work is, but that's neither here nor there. We're just saying, (laughs) this isn't so much to crap on Tom King and our general distaste for a lot of what he's doing, more to celebrate and boost Immortal Hulk and be like, yo, good for you, Immortal Hulk, good for you, Al Ewing.
1: Yeah, if you're not reading it, go read it. It It's really great.
0: You should. I think, like, the first two volumes are out in trade right now, and they're really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of Marvel, we had another piece of news here. Uh, 98 creators so far have been named. I should actually call that 98 creative teams because it's writers and artists together. Have been announced for Marvel's Big August Project. Which, it was a little up in the air what the Big August Project is. But now we uh, know officially that it's going to be for a special comic called Marvel 1000. Which is how they're going to be celebrating their 80th year anniversary. Yeah.
1: I, I, I... I'm interested, but also kind of a little disappointed because they, like yeah. they built that up, and I was I I, I probably like hyped myself up too much because I was thinking, did. oh, is this going to be like like a reboot or something, or like are they like a new line of books? Yeah, are they doing like a new Ultimates or something, uh, or is yeah. this?
0: It's
1: just, are they like rebranding all the books again? Like, what's going on? But yeah issue a thousand like it seems like they're just trying to capitalize on the whole like uh, action comics detective comics yeah. sort of thing yeah there's no a thousand issue of something yeah no
0: no they're like, just doesn't
1: make sense
0: no they're just doing it to celebrate an anniversary and also too where it's like well if you got 98 creative teams does that mean everyone gets one page yeah that very
1: strange like how big is it going to be a 300 page book is what what is it i mean a thousand page book
0: <laughs> i mean i'd be fine with that and they announced some really amazing yeah. teams there uh jeff lemire is coming back uh with mm-hmm. uh one of his uh you know collaborators that he's always working with they got the savage dragon guy eric larson's gonna be there they got like basically everyone who's working in comics is doing something for this
1: well, not only just in comics they've got The basketball player Abdul uh, Kareem Kareem Jabbar. Jabbar. Yes. And Lauren (laughs) and and Miller yeah lord and Miller doing comics like that's awesome
0: it really is you know that that makes me think that they were totally the right people for sony to pick to oversee their spider-man universe because yeah, it's like yeah. dude how many how many executive like big heads you know running whole movie franchises how many of them not only get asked to write a comic but really want to be involved in the comics i think that really lets you know that that shit's in the right hands yeah oh definitely definitely
1: i i am excited except I, I was a little bit disappointed with what it was going to be I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more than that
0: well you know what i'm sure too this is like a situation too where this is like them uh kind of polling their audience where it's like okay whichever like one page whichever creative team gets the best feedback and gets talked about a bunch maybe we'll think about floating a book their way probably
1: yeah i i imagine that's probably what the main reason, apart from the 80th anniversary, this book is it's polling everyone, it's like, okay, who wants these riders on these characters and then maybe later on in the year
0: we'll get something because this this is the way we do stuff now in the age of twitter and instagram and social media we don't we don't (laughs) put out polls anymore we put out things and let people kind of do the work for us in a way (laughs) yeah where it's like what's what's got the best retention what is everyone talking about you know monday morning or i guess thursday morning because that's that's when comics come out (laughs) yeah or the day after comics come out, I should say. But uh that's interesting. You know, well, I'm sure Matt and I will definitely be covering this on our channel. You know, hope hope it's good. Hope it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it will be. But uh yeah, so that's that everyone. Now, what do we have next here on our news? Oh, here's a pretty interesting one. Uh some sites were saying it's confirmed, but other sites were tentatively saying he's just in talks, but apparently Michael Rooker might very well be stepping into the i was gonna say shoes but he doesn't wear shoes flippers of king shark for suicide squad 2 and wouldn't wouldn't that just be nutty and fun that would be nutty and fun and i i remember when we first started talking about
1: uh gun suicide squad mm-hmm. i'm sure we we talked about rooker in a role was he or gonna something? play
0: because he's yeah, been in yeah. all of his movies gun just casts his friends and his brother and everyone else over and over again
1: yeah That'd be really interesting. I'd really look forward to seeing him as King Shark. That'd be really interesting. It would be interesting as well to find out what version of King Shark he'll be using.
0: Yeah, are we doing the Hawaiian god thing? Are we doing the, you know, experiment thing? There's a lot of ways you could go with it. Also, too, King Shark being in the movie lets me kind of flex my big nerd dick a little bit and be like, "Mm -mm -mm." mm-mm-mm, King Shark was only in uh, the New 52 version of the Suicide Squad uh, because he was very popular in uh, Gail Simone's Secret Six version. Uh, Most of the panels and memes you know and like are actually from that book. And uh, DC post-Flashpoint wanted to placate the fans by being like, no, 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 he's here too. See, we know how popular he is. Uh, King Shark had also been on the team once before uh, when they had an adventure with Superboy in Hawaii but it was actually very short lived so I'll just show myself <laughs> out now <laughs> <laughs> I must I must heat up a hot pocket don't you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think uh, Rooker as King Shark would be really cool because he's just yeah. a funny guy with great acting ability I hope he does it and I hope he does the motion capture for it too I hope they put a like grey pajamas with all the little buttons on them <laughs> <laughs> God, what, what interview was it I was listening to where, like, Rooker talks about, like, he has a bunch of stalkers, so, like, he carries a gun everywhere he goes? Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that, too, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like, I don't even think Rooker was telling that story. It might have been Sean Gunn or, like, someone close to him who's like, oh, yeah, man, Rooker's intense, man. He has a gun on him at all times because of stalkers. You know, even if it wasn't for a stalker's and you just said Rooker has a gun on him, I'd be like, yeah,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Sounds about right. And also, too, this is like pre guardians of the galaxy pre yondu and everything too he had stalkers i'm like he had stalkers from what like freaking uh I'm trying to walking dead yeah from like walking dead and shit i'm like yeah. wow i
1: imagine people probably it wasn't really fans that it was probably people that hated his character because oh. i i remember watching it in those early seasons when the show was good his character was so fucking
0: hateable oh god he really was which is funny because rooker in real life is so lovable yeah <laughs> just just charming as shit he's the kind of guy who could like steal your girlfriend at a Connie. be like ah rooker ah rooker <laughs> gotta love him. <laughs> but uh yeah that's the michael rooker news. hope it's true i i like we're actually hearing a lot of casting news from james gunn's suicide squad movie it sounds like it's really coming along and it sounds like it's gonna be super fucking cool yeah,
1: with this it's coming out before Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so it's got to be coming very soon.
0: Yeah. Which man, can you believe that that like in this weird weird shakeup where it's like, "Oh, you get both. You get Guardians 3 and you get a good Suicide Squad sequel probably." Yeah. Everyone everyone won in that scenario. Also, too, I wonder if uh, James Gunn, because he's working for both companies now, I wonder whenever he shows up the set, everyone just, you know, wants dirt on the other guys. Yeah, well, what are they doing at the other set? (laughs) Is their catering better than ours? Tell us, James. Is their catering better? (laughs) Does their president not keep changing every couple months? (laughs) (laughs) You you know, they hit us over here at the Warner Brothers lot. (laughs) it's true it happens Uh, uh, now from that story to one that's actually a little weird uh, apparently Dark Horse has signed a deal with Netflix to start producing shows but no shows have actually been named yet yeah,
1: it's it's almost like they, they they regret losing all their their hero shows and need something else. We need nice. something to fill the void.
0: What's a comic company? Dark Horse, uh, you, Netflix. You do know Dark Horse's most famous comics are stuff they write that are owned by other people, right? Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, god damn it
0: you, <laughs> not again you, you mean we can't have Buffy no no you can't have that someone else owns that shit
1: <laughs> can, 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 we, can we have Hellboy
0: no no you
1: can't have Hellboy god damn it <laughs> what,
0: what about Alien can we have Alien and Predator uh, again owned by other people what about Judge <laughs> Dredd aren't you working on a Judge Dredd show already we don't remember <laughs> it's funny about Alien it's like we can do Alien
1: but it's owned by Disney now it's like god damn it
0: god damn it <laughs> yeah like I feel like they're just like what's what's the next biggest comic company we can buy
1: yeah it'll be i imagine they'll probably be doing like like the 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 lesser known stuff uh from from dark horse like like what they did with like like umbrella academy and stuff
0: like that i'm looking here right now for stuff they own colder southern cross these are things i've passed in the comic shop and been like oh yeah that thing
1: yeah okay i'm not sure what exactly they and i know
0: i know i think umbrella academy was dark horse right at some point and that obviously did big for them so they're like hey what else you got
1: yeah and i i think dark
0: horse see the dark horse image that do make the stranger things comic right interesting so they probably already got an in with that company yeah it would
1: be very interesting i'd like to see something like like a black hammer
0: right uh, yeah
1: sure that'd be really cool or I, I, maybe because the movie fucking bombed they might be able to do something with hellboy i think hellboy would probably work easier on tv
0: it would be better on tv make it like a creature of the week type thing yeah again i'm, I'm looking at all of dark horse's stuff terminator no they can't do that <laughs> M- mystery science theater 3000 you already do that yeah <laughs>
1: American Gods is already a TV show God. on Amazon Prime. God, damn it, why did we buy this? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I can imagine they're probably like, oh, we bought this comic company. We've got all these comics out, uh, half of them are
0: already being made, and half we can't actually make <laughs> man, i I can't wait to you know start uh what is it to start doing this Terminator show again, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, and you know if, if people in the comment section because i'm sure they do are more knowledgeable of dark horse's bat catalog than we are please in the comment section down below tell us what dark horse thing would you like to see adapted what thing have we <laughs> probably heard of because again as i'm looking here it's just stuff from other people oh what about Conan? can we have kona again marvel and getting a huge uh push but what about dark matter sure why not James Bond does anyone own the rights to James Bond (laughs) 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 I I can't think of
1: anyone who would own the rights to them
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) ooh they also own the rights to the Critical Role comic I forgot about that hey can they make a show out of Critical Role I like that show make a
1: show that's based on a comic. That's based on a show.
0: Yep, that's based on a show. <laughs> Hell, can Netflix just like put up Critical Role episodes, just like the whole four hours of voice actors playing <laughs> D anD D? I bet it would be more popular than you think. I
1: it probably. I've been watching that that new Relics and R- uh, Rarity mm. show. Uh, with Deborah Ann
0: Bull, it, it's really good. She's good. She's really good in general. Like, yeah. holy crap, she is multifaceted and talented. I, I haven't started watching that because I'm watching Critical Role, I'm <laughs> listening to Anthony Birch's D&D stream, and I still got to go back and listen to more Adventure Zone. I don't I don't have room for any more D&D shows. <laughs> She's a really good uh, DM. I, I, I imagine so. I'm also working on writing my own, too. So don't be shocked <laughs> if that comes out in the near future. Joel, nice. Joel, Joel might be working on something right now. <laughs> How can I kill all my players? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And, you know, from one story about a comic company to another story about a comic company. And this this one kind of hits close to me because I've actually had dealings with the latter on this one that went nowhere. And I think I know why they went nowhere now. <laughs> but uh, Oni, yeah, uh, 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 God damn it. Sorry, something in my throat. I just had a miniature stroke there. Hope you don't mind. Uh, (laughs) Oni, otherwise known as Oni Press, uh, made big news ripples this week because it announced that they are going to be merging with Lions Forge which Lines Forge you may have heard of if you've listened to this show before because they make that rolled and told book I quite like, and also they were taking Mm -hmm. on Gail Simone to be a big creative executive and to oversee a bunch of their new books. I I actually talked to their president for a little bit, maybe former president now, maybe a couple presidents ago, about maybe trying to do some work because I'm like, oh, whoa, if they're making big moves like that, surely they got some big stuff coming down the pipeline. But, uh, yeah, that was a president ago. And now they're merging with Oni. Although merging is kind of finger quotes because I follow a lot of the creators on social media and it sounds less like Lion's Forge is being folded into Oni and more like Oni ate up this company. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people who work there... Sounds like they're not going to keep their jobs, and um, uh, right. worse still – it's like, okay, we bought your company. Uh, who wants to move to Portland now? Because you all have to move <laughs> to Portland now, because that's, I guess, where Oni is based. And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. In fact, I think the woman who's behind – uh, rolled and told because, uh, well, actually it's a collective because it's a bunch of people. But, but the main one, yeah, I don't think she works there anymore. And I'm like, oh, that blows. And volume one of that book is just coming out like this month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a bad scene because yeah, it basically just feels like Oni ate up this company. And I know for people who like don't read Oni and were unaware of Lions Forge, this will probably go over like like a ship in the night, passing never to be seen. But still, that's that's the news uh about that you know hearts go out to the people who work there you know lions forge seemed like a cool company with interesting ideas and they were doing stuff different and they weren't trying to beat marvel and dc at their own game they were just trying to fill voids that didn't exist and i hope that whoever stays behind will continue to do that
1: yeah yeah sad when when you hear like like a little company like i just get like eaten up by like a big company we've seen it all the time with like oh, EA yeah. h- eating mm. up all these small really great companies robbing and, them of their personality yeah, yeah taking away that artistic creativity and just making them make whatever like the usual just normal stuff oh yeah and without being creative or anything on it.
0: And uh oh what's this and other news just coming in. Netflix has also bought Oni Lions Forge now. <laughs> no, 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 no new word of what shows they're going to be making, but they're gonna be making something. <laughs> they, they they realized the Dark Horse acquisition was maybe not as good as they thought. <laughs> <laughs> who who has stuff we can own damn it <laughs> but uh yeah so that's the news for this week everyone a little good a little bad a little in between but you know it led to some good conversation did it not yeah uh, so uh, i guess from there we can hop on over to what we read this week and admittedly was a lighter week this week and i gotta say thank god for that because i've just been buried up to my goddamn eyeballs and stuff the last couple weeks
1: yeah yeah i'm still going through comics from like three four weeks ago
0: likewise i just finished daredevil number four tonight oh no (laughs) i know right i know I put out a poll. I'm like, look, do people want Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, or Daredevil number four? And most people said Daredevil number four. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's coming out then. Which is funny because I think between those three of those books, they're books I love in immensely and intensely with a passion. But they're ones that always underperform on my channel. So this was like, all right, yeah. of all the books that underperform, who <laughs> who wants it? Who wants it more? and i know there was a couple people who voted on that poll where they're like but i love all three of these things equally i know right i'm making you sophie's choice right now (laughs) that's why i'm asking you fans to do it because i can't do it (laughs) but uh yeah where would we like to start this week matt uh
1: well we had like a bunch of new number ones this week did we yeah, we, we had a couple. Uh, the first one being Batman and the Outsiders, issue one.
0: Did not read it, because I was still bumming on the Detective Comics story that <laughs> launched this.
1: <laughs> it, it was pretty good. It, it, it follows that story uh, with, with karma and all that sort of stuff. Uh, with the, the team, the Outsiders, led by Jefferson Pierce's Black Lightning, not wanting to be a team, they think of it as a sort of a an hour and hour away from batman and right. jefferson is only looking after them because batman doesn't want to
0: uh st- sort I of stuff like about that. that story that batman was like all right sidekicks fuck off i don't want to take care of you anymore they lean into
1: that they lean into that Do they? like well jefferson actually says that like like you've put this team together because you don't want to have to deal with them and bruce is like look yes but also I have to I'm dealing with a lot of stuff right now Mm. I can't I don't have it on myself I can't give them the time because i needed to work something out for myself we're not sure what that is though yeah i don't know whether that's
0: a a reference to like the batman ongoing or something which which of the several horrible things batman is dealing with right now uh is it bane trying to break his mind is it the batman who laughs turning him into a toxic uh monster you know is it the arkham knight is it what's happening in justice league which which million things are you dealing with batman is this alluding to maybe it's all of them uh possibly to where i'm like but isn't this like an average day at the office for you batman never stopped you from having <laughs> sidekicks before damien is back into the fall but you know that's a whole other thing um
1: but yeah he he he's uh sort of relegated jefferson to that and no one on the team really wants to be there especially duke mm-hmm. uh, who's still suffering from like ptsd from the stuff of karma like he's he's still he like gets flashes of him and everything in his head and yeah, karma shitty, may forgettable villain karma may still actually be like living in in Duke's head, oh. or it might be just Duke's mind playing tricks on him. Uh, not too sure, but the whole story is basically revolves around this uh, thing called the Ark program, which was like a bunch of billionaires got together to create their own metahumans to mm. use in wars. And, and uh, Batman ended up breaking that up, and he saved one family. Uh, and they had powers, and he put them in, like, a witness protection program, and someone named Ishmael hunted them down and killed the father, and the daughter got away. And we learned that the daughter's pa- power is that the more pain she feels, the stronger she gets. Mm. And she's, like, on the run, and it's up to the outsiders to go and track her down. Uh, and we don't know a lot about her except her name is Sophia, and someone from the future named Caliber who looks strangely oh. like a Metallo uh, <laughs> comes and like kidnaps her because he's from her, a future where she's led mankind to like a new, new dawn or something. And he, he it's basically a Sarah Connor sort of deal. Right, right. 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 Yeah. And it's funny cause they, 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 they push the, the word new age of heroes. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let, let us not forget this book was supposed to come out in december actually it yeah. got pushed back for seemingly no reason in fact i'm a hundred percent sure this book was supposed to come out and coincide uh with the new season of young justice outsiders on the app but for some reason it didn't and poor brian edward hill got stuck just holding the bag there for a little bit
1: yeah so so it's a decent first issue it sets up an interesting story for this team and uh i'm intrigued to see what they'll do it looks as well like since they seem to be focusing on like duke a little bit yeah i'm wondering if like maybe because like they basically like forgot about him after mm. metal uh, i wonder
0: if this might be like a reboot of sorts for him right i i there's definitely something with duke and i definitely want him to succeed as a character same with yeah <laughs> cassandra kane and even black lightning themselves i'm a little indifferent to katana but uh man i just i just wish he got a better start it feels like he's gotten like several uh what is it sour starts remember when they thought we are robin was going to be the book to launch him i don't know why they keep trying to launch him in teams
1: it 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 always feels like like they they want to launch him but like at the last minute the 11th hour they get cold feet some for some reason and just like oh we'll do something else with him later on
0: it's like jesus christ if he's a young guy and you want to see him succeed fucking send him to the goddamn teen titans Yeah, yeah. Or don't at the moment because they're running a gulag. Yeah, because they're running a horrible, you know, uh, gulag (laughs) that would get them in trouble with the UN for breaking every Geneva Convention. But, you know, (laughs) because Adam Glass is like that for whatever reason. But don't worry, other (laughs) books will ignore it. Uh, So, yeah, I guess what else did we have this week? Ooh, we had the new Journey into Mystery. Again, we mentioned the McElroys earlier on and here we got the next uh, issue of their book.
1: I have not read this one yet.
0: It's Fine. It's not as good as issue one. They make some interesting choices about time. We learn why Ares is working for the Queen of Cinders. Okay, and why's that? Uh, basically, uh, him and all the British heroes came to help out uh, when the Malekith and his guys touched down. They all got their asses kicked, and uh, Ares was the last one left standing, which actually creates a bit of a time problem because we saw Captain uh, Britain and everyone else all beaten up by Malekith in issue three. So that would mean that they came to America, got beaten up, went back to their own country, got beaten up again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. Um starting to sort of fall apart there now like the first couple of issues with the war of the realms all the continuity was really tight now it's starting to sort of like waver a little bit
0: it's it's really only in this book is the thing mm-hmm. and i wonder if they just let the mcelroys get away with whatever they wanted because they were like celebrity writers and everything but uh yeah b- basically the deal is is that the queen of singers is like yo Ares, you love your son phobos yeah but if you, like, die in a non-glorious death, you can't go to Elysian Fields and be with him. Well, what if I promise you, if you steal this baby, who actually contains the soul of my father, Surtur, which I actually didn't know that because I didn't read Angela, uh, Assassin of Asgard, I will, I will give you your warrior's death. How's that sound?
1: okay okay
0: and i'm like all right not a bad reason again you know we're bringing it back to fatherhood and children and everything but the book doesn't continue at the point where the last issue left off where it looked like our team was going to have a fight with Ares. instead they like double back and explain how Ares stole that like super souped up monster truck and also the team has like this weird side adventure where they find a bunch of scrolls who have been hanging out on earth since secret invasion oh nice yeah and of course uh, that leads to a fight but of course the scrolls all their uh, all their references are horribly out of date so they turn into like jod claude van damme and andre the giant and stuff <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> it's cute it's funny it's not as good as issue one and again the continuity problems are starting to pile up a little here where it's like uh uh-uh, uh were you guys not as heavily edited as everyone else yeah uh, okay because that's what it feels like
1: uh that's a shame
0: that is a shame but yeah you know, that's good it's fun did you see uh the dad uh Clint McElroy he's actually gonna be writing a Captain Marvel story soon
1: I did yeah apparently he's like a really big comic fan yeah. like oh they all are but yeah th- that's really cool
0: yeah I I hope to see more from the McElroys in the future because they have an interesting voice and uh obviously are very funny yeah yeah uh what else did you have Matt
1: I was just sticking with the Warrior Realms. I had two other tie-ins. I had the uh, the, the first Strike Force issue, which was the Dark Elf Realm one, right, 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 right. Uh, w- which uh, set up uh, Frank Castle's team and his uh, mission with Freya. And right, this one's what, a couple weeks old now. It's about a week old. Yeah. Um But yeah, it set up basically what happened. It ca- it came out after the issue that we saw them go to Svartalheim, which is weird
0: i thought it came um, out on the same day which made it even weirder oh maybe it did i'm not sure
1: um but yeah we we find out why like uh freya hires him and we we learned that it's because it's frank castle he'll do what needs to be done mm-hmm. uh and sort of thing and people are scared of him and everything um and he recruits his team uh which is blade and ghost rider and she hulk and everything and to test that they are ready for what's to come freya pits uses her magic and pits them against herself oh. uh, by showing them, like, their, their greatest fears. So, like, She-Hulks is she has to fight Bruce Banner, mm. the, the real Hulk. Um, uh, Blade has to fight a version of himself who's accepted that he's a vampire and become right. a vampire lord. Uh, Frank just has to uh, fight the other and uh, team members and actually kill them. <laughs> uh which is really cool ghost rider has to fight johnny blaze in hell all that sort of stuff uh and once they get through that they have to fight freya and then they succeed and then they go off on their on their mission that we and see really, in issue three yeah yeah it, it, it kind of barrels through all of that to get to that
0: it's very weirdly paced isn't it again i remember yeah what is it like skimming through this one and being like really so we're getting tie-ins to all these adventures but this issue actually sets up the mission that we see
1: yeah and, uh, the, the second time i had was the new agents of atlas
0: right see i didn't get a chance to read this yet i did skim through it though and i liked what i saw
1: yeah uh so yeah it's obviously jimmy Wu setting up his new agents of atlas team which is uh silk uh miss marvel shang chi uh amadeus cho uh all these uh uh asian uh heroes uh his team and it takes place just before the the first issue of war of the realms so they alerted to the war of the realms and they end up going to help but also around the world uh Malika's forces are obviously attacking so like in Seoul, right. queen of cinders like comes and attacks so it's like all you can see like all like the the asian heroes we don't usually see so like uh what's her name white fox yeah, and so arrow and a lot
0: and, of the new ones trying to launch yeah
1: yeah all, all of these all of these people fight and What was really interesting as well, because just before I read this, I, I read a comment on my page. It's like, why, why aren't any of the like world's gods helping? This issue answers that, it because uh, uh, we've got, obviously, the Queen of Cinders attacking them and all that. And uh, in the end of it, uh, we get the actual god of fire mm-hmm. from Earth called uh, Pele or Tutu tu- tu- Pele or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who-, who comes and is like, right, I'm going to fuck shit up.
0: That was that was nice. That was a pretty good uh, last page reveal. I thought it was funny too that you know they sold this book as like you know oh Marvel's first all Asian super team with an all Asian creative cast. It's funny that uh, Miss Marvel is in the book because obviously Kamala Khan is of Asian descent too, but she's not on the cover. I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. I wonder if that was like, you know, that they didn't want to have to explain where people's like, well, she's not Asian. It's like, no, she actually, her family is from technically part of Asia too. You just don't yeah. think that. That's like the whole African, you know, is it a country, is it a continent thing that people always get into. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to give that a look just because there's a lot of characters in that book. I'd like to see get bigger pushes like Chang Chi, who probably will, and like Silk who, man, Silk's book was good. People forget that, that it lasted as long as it did because it was actually really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, something does come out of this. I don't know, obviously we've got that, um, uh,
0: the Giant Man issue as well, uh, which is yeah. sort of a tie-in, but it's also
1: its own little series.
0: In and of itself, which I'm all on board with that because I love the weird history of Giant Man. Yeah. Also, I love that new Giant Man, too, they were trying to push in the Ant-Man book for a minute
1: uh which one the uh what's his name i'm blanking on his name i know the one you're talking about
0: he's the tech guy he's like the customer service guy who becomes a giant man i thought was pretty great yeah yeah which is even funnier too because friggin scott lang has to be his mentor and scott lang is a very good mentor and he understands (laughs) that he's like couldn't couldn't i have the other guy please (laughs) nope sorry kid you're stuck with me (laughs) <laughs> uh what else did we have this week to uh ooh we of course had The Batman Who Laughs. I was going to say it's the penultimate issue yes. but it isn't. There's two more after this. Yeah, they decided to tack on another one that
1: spins into the Batman Superman book.
0: Yeah, which is you know becoming more of a trend and I'd complain about that, but I'm digging what they're laying down here. Yeah, I'm really liking this series. Yeah, it's one of the best Batman things on the shelf right now and that's really saying something. Yeah uh yeah so it's like batman again fighting the batman who laughs and his crazy machinations and everything you know the batman who laughs always seems to be two steps ahead of them no matter what they do mm-hmm. yeah he's fighting the batman who laughs while also fighting
1: himself he's becoming the batman who laughs
0: yes he's getting all transformed and everything in this this book made a ton of really great allusions as the whole series really has to scott snyder's grand history of writing batman stories Mm-hmm. where the idea is being like hey in year zero you you know s- uh, sunk your heartbeat to you know the the el- el- what is it the freaking electrical grid of gotham city so you know your heart's beat is one you know you are one and the same and because you're getting all twisted and messed up gotham itself is at the risk of getting all twisted and messed up yeah yeah
1: it, it's it's been doing su- such great things and i like that it's also like as you said with Zia is Zero, it's touching on like everything that like Scott has done in Batman. So like oh this issue we got like the Court of Owls stuff.
0: In a really fun um, scene.
1: Yeah, really, really great scene where I, I love that they're like, Oh, we'll use like our traps on him. We'll, we'll trap him, but like of of course Batman Who Laughs is one step ahead and he, he's cut off all the arms of the talons who are now like already zombies but now Three like arms. his own like creepy zombie people but what was really cool is i like that he did all that and he ended up fighting like the talon like a talon bruce wayne from like another earth i thought that was pretty cool
0: which i think we called that in a past episode actually yeah, like, yeah. you know what well what would that version be oh the batman who became a talent you know try and fight crime that way and everything yeah. and the batman who laughs is like i really just did this for theater i didn't have to do this but i wanted to <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he did it for the laughs and then the fun <laughs> It's great, too, because it's a moment where Scott Snyder could have been like, you know, all these other writers haven't been treating my court of owls good. I'm going to make them cool and awesome again (laughs) and bring them back to their former glory. He's like, now they're jokes. Now I'm going to keep using them as jokes.
1: Yeah. Um, And on on top of all this Batman stuff as well, we're getting a really cool Jim Gordon story with the Grim Knight and, like, what the Grim Knight is, like, hunting Jim for what his Jim did on his Earth. Mm -hmm. And he's doing so by, like, he's got, like, the Robins, which are, like... James Gordon that have been turned into like these weird feral creatures. Who I think, as he puts it, they're they're the James that like gave in to like his inhibitions and became what he wanted to be.
0: Which I love that thought. That in that weird alternate Earth, James Gordon Jr. becomes the Grim Knight's Robin.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: cool. And that jim gets saved by his son who it's like yeah he's helping you now but he's also still off his meds yeah yeah
1: he's still a bit crazy he's remembering uh what what his life used to be that's not good (laughs) yeah
0: no that's not good at all And it's like yeah he's on your side now but how long will that last (laughs) (laughs) and then the big thing where batman's like oh i'm so close to you know uh winning we can activate the last laugh protocol only for him to be like wait the Batman Who Laughs has beaten us literally at every turn. Why is this so easy? Yeah, is like,
1: mm, maybe I shouldn't do it. And
0: he, like, lets it count down. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch there to be like, man... The, this series probably more than anything else is a masterclass in how to write uh, all his lost moments every issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole this whole series, like, and it's been refreshing as well to see Batman basically like kept on his toes the entire time. Like he's never gotten like one over. No, on yeah. the villain. Whereas usually, like in other Batman stories, you know, he he ends up winning halfway through the the, mm-hmm. the book or something, or he's always got like some contingency plan. Yeah. But here he doesn't.
0: It's fun to have Batman just throw up his hands in this store and be like, I don't know. (laughs) Even again, to bring it back to Court of Owls, where the Batman who laughs is like, and you still don't know Gotham's true secrets and what it was always meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Always comes back to architecture. Every Scott Snyder story (laughs) is about architecture and proper city planning.
1: Yeah, he likes them city plannings. If you don't plan your city right, you'll get a Joker and he'll kill yep. the whole world
0: <laughs> that's really the moral of the story get get good architects and plan this is all
1: when like scott snyder was on a bus that got delayed in the city somewhere it's like <laughs> god damn it
0: <laughs> that's what inspired all of this because again all of his books he's like now let me tell you about the architecture for a little bit <laughs> has anyone ever asked scott snyder it's like before he became a writer did he want to be an architect did he stubborn uh, you know study to be an architect because there's so much of it in his work
1: Maybe he just finds it, like, interesting, and I can see why he would find it interesting. It is is quite interesting.
0: It's true. I guess if I wrote a book, it would all come back to pop culture history, where it's like, so, you know, on Bewitched, they had uh, two actors playing Darren. Uh, One was Dick York, and one was Dick Sargent, and I don't know how this is (laughs) going to be helpful to Batman, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: But yeah, Batman Who Laughs continues to be really good, and apparently he's not going away either after this story.
1: yeah yeah he's sticking around
0: Mm -hmm. which i think they basically already said where he's like yo i have a serum that turns you into dark twisted versions of yourself yeah and i guess someone was like that's too good a story to just end here let's that let's spin that off into something else yeah
1: i'm interested to see what what happens to this character
0: Mm, most definitely so uh, what else did we have matt Oh, uh, sticking with Batman, we had Detective Comics issue one thousand and three. Boy, did we! The big unmasking of the Arkham Knight, and I'm glad they unmasked uh, her so early.
1: I, I'm glad they did it, and I'm glad it wasn't anyone I
0: ever thought it would be. Likewise, very happy with that reveal. I'm glad that it was someone completely new and new character they created, and also I think too we joked in the past in a past episode too. Where it's like, well, if it's a lady, what will people think about that if Arkham Knight was a lady? <laughs>
1: i i i was when i saw that i'm like oh i can i can see the comments coming but none came
0: no i know right usually whenever something is revealed to be a woman but no this was a very like samus aran twist where it's like ha ha ha
1: yeah and and it was it was an interesting twist because it it actually gives some meaning to that name arkham knight whereas when it was Mm -hmm. jason Todd, it's
0: like what what's the meaning behind that like because we needed to have knight in the name
1: yeah, we needed to have
0: Arkham because all our games are called Arkham. Yes, exactly. It was it was really funny. I did see one angry comment, but this person really didn't know what they were talking about because they're like, how dare they make the Arkham Knight's identity, you know, someone related to a popular character. And I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. Jeremiah <laughs> Arkham has never been popular. In fact... And, and,
1: and let's not forget this, well, Jason Todd is related to a popular character like... If you're going to complain about that, complain about him as well. Oh yeah,
0: They also said, you know, and this character is just a ripoff of the game Arkham Knight. I'm like, well, okay, technically Arkham Knight was a ripoff of Red Hood because I think you're defending the honor of a character and- that had no honor to begin with
1: and can the same writer rip off himself
0: exactly when peter tomasi wrote a bunch of that stuff (laughs) (laughs) just just really like really stupid arguments but again that's neither here nor there cool reveal and moreover than that i think what this issue ultimately reveals is hey uh peter tomasi found a way to do an unofficial sequel to his batman and robin run yeah
1: yeah it pretty much is yeah the uh, robin's decided to stick around he's he's called in sick from the gulag mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, to help Batman deal with this this woman uh, and and the Arkham Knights. And I, I just love as well that the Arkham, like, she's, she's only been in, what, three issues so far, and she yeah. seemed way more fleshed out than the game version. And oh, yeah. I, I just put that down to, like, Tomasi being able to write what he wants to write, whereas That's in the game I imagine do. he was constricted to what he could do, oh, whereas here sure. he, he can just
0: go ham on it. It is. It is nice. And again, to, you know, a lot of people were quick to make comparisons to to Lady Arkham from the Telltale games. And I'm like, yeah, good, because that was a good character idea. I'm glad we get something similar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most definitely. It's funny too. You know, we mentioned the Robin Batman related stuff. It's clear that uh Tomasi's just like, let's never talk about what he's doing in Titans. Is that good with everyone else? Cool, because it's good with me.
1: Yeah, it, Titans is not
0: canon, you know. As far as I'm concerned, and you know what? Editorial's a mess at this book anyway. So why not? <laughs> let's just keep things we like. For the record, I will always take Tomasi's side in a continuity debate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he wrote it, so it must be the true story. Yeah. (laughs) He did it. Oh, man, you want to talk about craziness. We find out here in this issue that Arkham Knight's base of operations is in the basement of Arkham Asylum. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, where every other every other villain at the moment is, is hiding
0: apparently there must be like a million sub basements because again if you read batman 70 last week where did he escape from arkham's basement i guess he must have just walked by where the arkham knight was working
1: yeah well you see they put like the uh, in the arkham like lobby there's like a book that you fill out and it's like a booking booking of the sub basements it's like okay well bane's got this through till next next mm. year so we'll have to go to the sub basement under that one and uh we can't <laughs> can't go to this other one because joker might be there oh and, yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, there's the other one. one oh maybe leviathan's working in that one
0: man it gets really ridiculous too when you stop and look at a character like uh dr hugo strange who is the prisoner of the arkham knight in this book helping bane in the basement of blackgate penitentiary in batman <laughs> and also running the asylum in deathstroke
1: yeah yeah well half, half the villains that you see in this i think even dr phosphorus like he was in the batman book like amazing. we saw him for a for a, for, a, for a glimpse for a minute so like yeah what's going on
0: <laughs> amazing editorial a joke at dc right now oh is, is it's
1: it's even it's even funnier because like we we get the, these characters like running stuff from under a prison in flash as well we recently had trickster running stuff from under uh iron Hearts before it blew up <laughs> oh wonderful
0: so like every villain just had the same idea is what you're saying
1: Yeah, prisons have lots of sub-basements that villains can somehow access.
0: Clearly. Again, Matt, you know, when are we going to start running the comic multiverse from the basement of the comic multiverse offices? (laughs) I think we just need to start digging down and next week we can have a show that takes place in a (laughs) sub-basement. Get get some contractors on that one. Because apparently no one in Gotham is, like, doing their due diligence anymore and be like, Oh, lots of of power going to the sub-basement for some reason. I should probably check on that, but I won't. (laughs) And
1: this is batman you think he'd have like some like something in those sub basements that's like oh well, villains are down there. I'll just press this button and flood seal it. them in or something yeah <laughs> flood it or something
0: fill it with i don't know like x-lax or something there you go <laughs> that'll teach them now they're too embarrassed to pull off their evil plans <laughs> but yeah uh, arkham knight detective comics good stuff really interested to see where it's going i mean it's tomasi how can you go wrong
1: Exactly. He writes a more detective Batman as well, which is really great.
0: Yeah, Batman actually, like, using, like, uh, criminal sketches and everything. And, you know, running facial scans. Yeah,
1: doing his detective work. Okay, earning that world's greatest detective moniker.
0: Indeed, indeed he is. Now, uh, what else did you want to talk about, Matt? Ah, I had The Flash issue 70. Right, this is the big beginning of uh, the year one story, yes? It is, yeah.
1: So it continues from last issue where Flash... Uh, met a character hooded character who had the steel force called steadfast uh who seemingly like wanted him to remember something
0: Joshua williams Uh, is good at writing names you notice that
1: yeah really good um wanted him to remember something about his past so he like blasted him back into time or makes this story is all like taking place in barry's mind of him remembering and it's Mm. it's basically a year one book um uh, we see Flash uh, as uh, – we see Barry as the CSI, and he gets, like, the chemicals spilt on him, stuff like that. Um, and we see him learn his powers all by himself. Like, this isn't like the like the TV show where he's got this whole team, team and yeah. he has to do it all by himself. And he does it in a really cool way, so he, he, he gets – he learns that he has this speed force by, like, he gets out of the hospital bed, and suddenly he's in GCPD, mm-hmm. then he's home. So he so he realizes something's wrong with him, so he just begins, like, writing stuff down. It's like, okay, I can phase through stuff. Mm-hmm. I can uh, make m- vibrate my body so I can pass through stuff and all that sort of stuff, and starts just writing stuff down, and he develops, like, his... His, his new boots because he keeps running his shoes till they basically disintegrate off his feet. Naturally. Uh, so, so he builds them from like some Wayne tech uh, fireproof sort of stuff. Okay. Uh, and then his, his last test is he wants to see how fast he can run. So he, he runs as fast as he can. And suddenly there's like a loud boom and he's in the future. Ooh. And it's a future that, the city is somehow under occupation by the turtle and his turtle soldiers oh cool they brought him back uh, who were using the still force and um barry it's not long before barry meets the future version of himself he basically goes barry goddammit, it not again <laughs> what have i told you about time traveling um
0: it's my first so yeah, day
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to him saying that um so yeah that's like where the issue leaves up with barry meeting future barry
0: that's a that's a fun twist on an origin year one story with a character who can travel between time
1: yeah so i'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh more of this and I'm looking forward as well to seeing them tie it's cool because you never you always suspect that like okay starting a new story so we're kind of leaving the Force Quest stuff behind but Joshua Williamson always finds a way to tie it back in and tie it back into all of this stuff it's really great
0: man it sounds like I'm missing a hell of a book in flash this sounds like one of the best runs flashes has had
1: it's it i know i don't understand like because i'm really enjoying it i know a lot of people are but then i'll go on like forums and stuff and people are saying it's like the worst ever i'm like what the hell are you guys reading this is amazing
0: yeah What well, well, what are you comparing it to again you know yeah i mean like as far as great flash runs you know john's obviously weighed a little before that i can't think of other mm-hmm. any great flash runs in between that like mm-hmm. must read flash no. runs
1: no no i can't either
0: even then, again, we've talked about before, Flash just occupies a really interesting place in DC Comics where he's almost always in his own little world.
1: Yeah, it, it's really strange, especially when, when that, like, last week when we were talking about that year of the villains, like, instead of that mm-hmm. Bane stuff, it should have been stuff to do with the Flash, with Hunter Zolomon and all that. Because that ties back into, like, the forces that mm-hmm. Scott Snyder introduced and all that sort of stuff. So, like, why not tie that in, like, like... Yeah,
0: it just doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like Flash books come up with really cool ideas, like the big crossover, the Flash of Two Earths, you know, Flashpoint and everything. They come up with cool ideas, and other books just kind of buffet take from that from themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm interested to see because... the in that flash war they 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 hinted at like some character coming back for like a crisis or something Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm interested oh what's what's going to happen here this is going to happen in the flash book and nowhere else is going to reference it even though it's probably going to have some really big long-lasting effects
0: (laughs) i feel like i should really read it now too especially because joshua williamson is going to be writing that batman superman batman who Mm -hmm. laughs book so it's probably going to be really important he's probably going to reference shit
1: just start with issue 70 since that's basically you know year
0: one part one right oh but i want but, but, but i want all the pretext though
1: <laughs> we'll
0: start the force
1: quest story then
0: right okay that's like issue 60 to 70 i can't have a completionist issue one <laughs> now, I, I got a trip coming up i got like a five hour plane ride in my not too distant <laughs> future i'll read it then Nice. <laughs> I'll just I'll just mainline flash into my veins, <laughs> and then I'll come back and be like, "That was dope." <laughs> It'll be weird reading it back from issue one because, like, okay, cool. I guess I can skip the button because I actually read that when it was new.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't really have any effects on anything. No. Oh,
0: that's that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another book I read this week was, of course, Captain America issue number ten. That book not only still going strong, but one of the few. If maybe one of the only books that didn't actually get a War of Realms tie-in, it gets to keep doing what it's doing.
1: Yeah, which, considering that Captain America is a big part of, like, the teams and stuff, like, you would think he would. But I guess, like, he's got some bigger fish to fry in his own book.
0: It does, and he's in prison, and I guess they kind of feel like... I don't know if Black Panther is tying in, too. It kind of feels like Ta-Nehisi Coates gets a free pass on this one because they're, like, really interested in what he's telling. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Captain America still locked up in Baron Strucker's prison for the murder of General Ross, a crime he didn't commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Daughters of Liberty, the team put together by Sharon Carter to break him out, sends Invisible Woman in to try and talk to their mole, who we discover is Thunderball of the Wrecking Crew. Oh, Nice who ke- keeps getting like these weird stealth pushes like he was in that villain illuminati book he was the one member of the wrecking crew who's like nah man i gotta better my life i gotta get a better team and then apparently he worked with the wakandans as a scientist because he is actually a doctor dr elliot that's his name uh yeah he worked with them in ta-nehisi Coates black panther book and now here he's the man on the inside
1: yeah intriguing
0: very he's working with the hero community he's like look i try i started a riot last issue because i thought captain america would escape but no he actually came back and helped the uh criminals uh, from getting beaten up by the evil guards what was i supposed to do <laughs> he's too good <laughs> <laughs> and like uh invisible woman's like god damn, okay well we got it we got to do this now she like shoots him up full of nanites and says when the moment is right this will like cause an emp blast uh nano son. Nano Machine Son. It's it's the daughters of li- Dude, Daughters of Liberty, Nano Machines. Oh my god, Ta-Nehisi Coates is a Metal Gear fan. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, we're gonna have old Steve in the future and he's gonna have an eye patch. <laughs> actually, hey, that'll be awesome. <laughs> actually, he has a shirtless cage fight with Strucker this issue that looks like it could have come from one of those fights, like it could have been the end of Revengeance. <laughs>
1: oh nice
0: that's awesome it's pretty it's pretty freaking nuts uh the other interesting thing about it is uh what is it alexander lucan who of course his wife brought him back from the dead we haven't seen him in a couple issues and that's because he's busy rebuilding the chronos corporation which was the corporation he had during the Brubaker run mm-hmm. and uh the foreigner the assassin he paid to actually kill general ross is all pissed at him being like yo the daughters of liberty keep ruining my shit especially this mysterious woman called dryad keeps killing all my people (laughs) (laughs) what am i supposed to do here look if you don't deal with this on your end i'm going to the cops and lucan's like "Ooh, i don't like that i don't like when my (laughs) old assassin is talking shit i'm gonna hire new assassins to go kill him and he (laughs) hires crossbone and sin oh nice which, here's the thing, I'm like, but wait, Lucan and his people, they they hate Hydra and Hydra-affiliated people. Why would they be hiring the Red Skull's daughter and son-in-law? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Red Skull is still alive in Lucan's mind. Yeah. Uh, because when he got, when Lucan got resurrected, Red Skull got resurrected, too. It's just no one knows that yet. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, so Lucan is actually working against his wife while looking like he's working with her. nice and eventually at the end of the comic you know the emp thing goes off and it's captain america and all of the inmates trying to escape awesome it's fun but it's also like very heady and also smart too because donahassee Coates is clearly telling a story about the prison industrial complex in the united states yeah (laughs) and being like look it dehumanizes everyone and makes everyone into a supervillain, even if you're captain america that's how dehumanizing (laughs) it is (laughs) and literally the face of the american uh, prison industrial complex i'll make an old nazi (laughs) who's who's getting super rich off this new system and i'm like yeah "Ah." i'll make it
1: an old nazi who's made a deal with the american government
0: yeah who who is currently being puppeteered by evil russians (laughs) an evil russian who also has an undead nazi inside his brain yeah. Everyone's Nazis. Everyone is Nazis except for when they're Russians. It's it's it's, it's a whole thick tapestry is what it is. <laughs> but no, it's fun and it's cool and it's going places and again it's 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 smart in its own way. It's it's a good book, it's a good read. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea because Coates is going for like a really like a west wing aaron sorkin type thing for yeah, it,
1: it like a political thriller
0: it's a political thriller and that is sometimes it's dry is what it is sometimes it's just people walking down hallways talking is what it is this yeah this one had more action than that but it also had a lot of hallway talking too yeah but yeah it was good stuff uh i have one i have two more cool um I think I've got two more as well. Uh, I had Supergirl issue 30. Oh, yes, the continuation of her adventures in space as we eventually lead up to the big Rogal Czar crossover.
1: Yeah, so this was kind of the ending of the Killers of Krypton arc for now. Um, she confronts uh, Gandello, who is the big, the big uh, woman behind the scenes who actually was the one who destroyed Krypton and not Rogal Czar. Uh, and she ends up fighting her. Uh, while also kind of fighting with Xander, her little partner. Uh, right. partner, who's Gandello's son, who was hired to spy on Supergirl, but kind of turned her allegiance to Supergirl. Um, yeah, she ends up fighting her, and um, she gets, like, over overworked and more angry, and obviously because the axe the axe feeds off anger. Right, uh, you're telling me she, that. She, uh, she ends up using it, and she's planning on killing Gandello, but... It, uh, Gandela is actually saved by crypto, oh, nice.
0: uh,
1: and uh, in doing so, obviously Kara figures out like what she was about to do and realizes that you know killing is bad. Um, sure. So is. she ends up she ends up like free like melting Gandela because Gandela is like an ice crystal being and and freezing her and turning her into glass. Oh, uh, well that's lucky. Yeah, but before she can actually do anything else though, the the axe suddenly pulls her, Crypto, and Gandello towards a giant space battle. Mm, uh, and I don't know where this giant, is going. Giant space battle from the last issue of Superman, and it's there that she meets with Superman and Superboy.
0: Oh, cool. So it actually picks up really right when that one left off.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's just yeah, where it, it ends?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's just where it ends, and it's like, ah, big s- crossover next issue. So yeah, I'm intrigued now, especially because like we'll have Bandits writing the Superman one, and yeah. I'm guessing Archon Draco writing the Supergirl one, which. Is where all the story's probably gonna be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how is this gonna work? Because right now, Supergirl knows everything, and it's taken her multiple issues to learn this. Superman and Superboy know nothing. Is the first issue of the crossover just gonna be her like saying, "Hey, information dump for those who didn't know"? Here's the actual story of Rogelzar well, that I learned.
1: Well, see, that's where I'm kind of worried because the first issue is obviously gonna be written by Bendis because mm. it's a it's the Superman book. So I'm wondering if, like, they got to do that, or that we're going to have, like, some really shitty dialogue. Like, he's going to forget how to how people talk,
0: yeah. and they're not going to get a chance to do that somehow. It's just astounding how they've chosen to tell this story, isn't it? It's
1: so strange. It's so fucking strange.
0: I mean, on one hand, I'm happy Andrako gets work, and I'm happy that the uh, the Supergirl book has been elevated to this place of importance. But at the same mm-hmm. time, too, it's like, but Rogel Czar came in as the big Superman villain, and yeah. you had him be a big villain, yet told us nothing about him and why we should care.
1: It also has me wondering and kind of worried as well. Like, will because like how much did Bendis influence the story, or was this all like And being allowed to do what he wants to do? Because exactly. if that's the case, will Bendis just completely ignore that and be like, no, 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 uh, exactly. Rogelzar is still the big villain.
0: Yeah, how did this work? Is he just like, look, Mark, I have this character called Rogelzar. He's super cool he may or may not have destroyed krypton make it all work for me please yeah and then
1: completely ignore it once he realizes <laughs> i'm did a better job than him
0: yeah really well let me ask you this because you've been reading both what questions haven't they answered yet about Rogelzar and the how and why and where do you think this story is going they they
1: haven't answered why he has such a disdain for kryptonians like i imagine it's going to be something like the kryptonians because we know the kryptonians themselves were kind of self-centered assholes they're they're gonna say like his race was enslaved by them or or something like something like that or he
0: is a kryptonian he just didn't know it some yeah yeah, yes he was
1: tested on he was like one of the first
0: doomsday type guy experiments
1: or something uh, something like that because they'll like, do something like that
0: because he has like because like they imply he knew jor-el yes and you were telling me he yeah. also knew supergirl's dad as well
1: yeah he knew J- jor-el he knew zor-el uh it's kind of like up in the arms if he actually did know Zorel or whether that was like gandela like trying to like prod at supergirl a little bit right because uh, as we learned that we learned that she stole Zorl's weapon that was used to make planets and she reverse engineered it to destroy a planet which is why krypton was destroyed
0: which again in that man of steel book because i looked it over just recently when rogel was going to destroy there it's just like i have this device now and they never explained where that device came from how he got it or he just had yeah. it yeah Gandelo was- stole it all right, and it was very confusing. I'm glad they explained yeah. one thing.
1: Yeah, again, that's probably something Mark and Draco had to do, like, like say, "Oh, we've got this device. Like, how do we explain this?" Oh, we'll give it to like Jor El and Zor El and all that sort of stuff. Because
0: that in- in- annoyed the hell out of me at the end of Man of Steel. He just showed up and he had a device, and like, yeah, yeah. He, and he like he shouldn't have had. It's like, well, where did he get it from? He just pulled it out of yeah. his monster butt. Yeah. <laughs> But, all right, so there's something for it. I'm glad I'm glad you're here to keep me up to date on Supergirl and what's <laughs> happening there, because I guess it's important now.
1: Yeah, well, it's important as long as
0: Bender's deems it important. <laughs> we'll wait and see. When does that start? Does that start this week or next week? I guess it's got to start fairly soon. Uh,
1: I want to say, like, I want to say next week. Like, they this coming week in Superman issue 11, I'm pretty sure it does.
0: Yeah, because we didn't have a Superman or an Action Comics this week. They, like, took a week off. Yeah, yeah which is weird because like remember when that book came out every week yeah (laughs) i'm just saying they've been slacking but uh all right what else did i have well i i guess you know from super family to shazam family i had shazam number five this week
1: i'm so behind on this book
0: it's still fun this issue is a little disjointed because again the shazam family book is a team book now and they've now sent them to all the different magic realms yeah so you got pedro and eugene trying to you know get their leak gamer skills together so they can escape the game lands yeah but obviously <laughs> they pick the one guy who doesn't play video games in pedro so eugene has to like train him to you know to gamers rise up no <laughs> but he's having <laughs> they live a-, in a society yeah we, we live in a society here it's like look pedro don't don't have a heated gamer moment Cause that's, <laughs> cause that's a lot of points that you're going to lose. No, no racial slurs. No, 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 I no, no. <laughs> please, please don't. The, the first rule of game lands is don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're doing that. Uh, Darla and Freddie are in the wild lands. And we actually learned some interesting backstory on that place. And that is that uh, it wasn't always animal people. It used to be animals and humans together. But there was a war, and the humans ended up getting pushed out, maybe killed entirely. So, cats
1: and dogs living in harmony in you know, a mass hysteria.
0: It was literally that, but also, apparently, as much as the animals hate humans, they hate tigers like Mr. Tawny even more, because apparently the tigers sided with humanity. Oh, okay. Then. In the Great War, they were they were animal race traders, and because of that, <laughs> tigers live as second class citizens. They're not allowed to wear clothes or live in cities. <laughs> oh no! They imprison them at the zoo, and they're like, "Look, Tony, you know, we're we're gonna kill you unless you kill these children. Do do your tiger thing and eat these kids." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't want to eat the kids. I just want to wear pants and hats. <laughs> yeah, and fancy suits and fancy suits." And they're like, "No." Actually, a fan in the comment section had something rather interesting as far as theories go. Because we have, like, the six Guardians of Magic and there's, like, the seventh missing one. Mm-hmm. And it can't be Black Adam because he's, like, a fallen champion, so he doesn't count anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone said, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, Tawny the Tiger was actually the seventh champion of Magic? And I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool, actually.
1: That would Yeah, that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, if the Tiger Man got Magic Powers, I actually really like that. <laughs>
1: that'd be awesome
0: because he represents another realm doesn't he because again as they said back in the day there was supposed to be a representative of magic from every realm yeah i kind of dig that and uh, black adam's in the book too and black adam's like oh wow billy batson you really you really screwed the pooch on this magic realms thing didn't you (laughs) did
1: did they have they gone i'm like three issues behind um have they gone back to uh that guy who turned up at uh, the Vasquez house, no. who's seemingly Billy's father?
0: No, not yet. But Savannah showed okay. up in this again. Savannah and Mr. Ooh, Mind. Nice. They stopped Black Adam and they're like, look, we know you want to kill Billy Batson right now because he screwed up magic. But hey, we're starting our own society. How would you like <laughs> to join? I'm like, ooh, it's the Monster Society. I know what that is.
1: Awesome.
0: That's so, cool. Again, Jeff Johns making it happen. That book doesn't feel like anything else at DC this day little disjointed but also like i understand because he's both creating the lore of these new realms while also writing backstory for a lot of yeah. these characters that didn't have backstory like you loved them in the movie but guess what they're brand new and don't have any backstories yet
1: yeah um i did i did hear something about like maybe this book is going to be getting delayed very soon because like with doomsday clock and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. may maybe coming up sometime like there's a set number of issues that have already been written and right. done and everything and then after that it goes on a break or something
0: that makes a lot of sense because again i should have mentioned this in the news but apparently uh what is it heroes and crisis is being delayed so it can yeah. coincide with the last issue of doomsday clock because apparently fucking something happens there that's so important they need to come out at the same time that
1: that has me really worried because a that means they probably
0: rewrote uh heroes in crisis like the ending of it
1: and doomsday clock so they somehow match up even though they really can't
0: in completely different places and again too it's like are they gonna blame it on dr manhattan are they gonna be like dr manhattan was behind it all oh god i hope not especially (laughs) especially because it's like guys guys the last like year and some change you have completely downplayed all mention of Watchmen and dr manhattan
1: yeah gotten rid of it all basically and have yeah. just been like calling like if if something is meant to be related to it you've just been saying something.
0: Yeah you've been super even like uh, what is it friggin Bendis has completely dumped that where it's like oh yeah. Wally has yeah. to touch you to remind you of the old universe now Zatanna can just reach into your brain and do it
1: yeah yeah well let's talk, let's talk about Young Justice issue 5
0: do we have to? yeah <laughs>
1: Let, let, let's talk about it we, we have to we have to uh, I i i liked it i like that like it set up a mystery uh even though we know what the mystery is um yeah
0: that's the thing here's a mystery that you know the answer and the answer might not even be the answer because we might not even be yeah. allowed to write about it anymore
1: i mean i'm intrigued to see that the heroes like follow this mystery but at the same time i'm like really just like kind of glossed over all of this stuff that like love writers like meticulously set up and yep. was meant to be like this big thing and it's like oh Zatanna just comes and touches you and you learn you learn that you know you've repressed all of this memory somehow
0: of the old universe which again it's like on one hand it's like but I thought you would be happy Joel you got all the old young justice stuff back yeah but I got it back in the laziest way that someone yeah, yeah, literally it's... just flipped a switch that's back now
1: Yeah, it's back now so it's all good I they all remember
0: they, they all they all remember it's all back now it's all good it's like well okay but what about all the things that they don't remember though does that mean everyone in the dc universe has repressed memories that they don't know about freaking roy harper before being dead you're telling me he actually had a kid that he just forgot about <laughs> does that also mean the story that she died happened yeah 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 well, well, one thing why I, didn't I, he lose I, his uh... arm then if all that stuff happened <laughs> Yeah, it's Roy
1: Harper. No one cares. Yeah. No one at
0: DC cares about him. As Ben just says, fuck you. I just gave you what you wanted. Shut up. Well, one thing I'm interested, but I know it won't
1: for the life of me, won't happen because it's too interesting, mm-hmm. uh, is obviously this issue. Tim gets his memories back, but uh, Stephanie doesn't. Yeah. And uh, she's left to go see her father, who's obviously the villain. And who's been um,
0: dead since Batman Eternal, but Ben just didn't know that
1: yeah uh so what would be really interesting is that she doesn't get her memories back and she begins to resent Tim for it because he's got mm-hmm. something that and ends up becoming kind of a villain
0: which spoiler kind of was but kind of wasn't in batman it turned yeah. out more of an anti air. can't they just be together i guess not <laughs> no
1: no you can't have relationships dan didio said you can't have it You've got to kill him off
0: tim needs to date other people on the team is what i'm sure they said
1: yeah uh, that other person probably being Ginny or yeah, or amethyst
0: can, can can spoiler join the new young justice team dan didio no i hate that character <laughs> and i'll never explain why
1: You're lucky you got to mention that she was
0: on the team eventually <laughs> yeah really T- tim didn't get to come back because he was with her that's why we stuck him in a corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that issue was just more confusing than anything i'm like great so it's all so it's all a mess is what you're saying
1: <laughs> it's all a mess that those those crisis reality shifts apparently a lord opal uh somehow i'm not sure how no neither am i but yeah he has kryptonite we never explained how he has
0: kryptonite see that of all the things in that book that's the one i was willing to ignore because it's like okay he's a rock guy this is a rock world kryptonite is a rock so maybe he could synthesize it
1: they should have they he should have done a joke about that it's like come on guy you're on gem world like get it together
0: <laughs> which is a very banjecy joke but then it's like but wait how does he know that kryptonites are weak against or you know kryptonians are weak against kryptonite if he's never if he's only met this one and
1: I, and he knew the kryptonium was on there but didn't do anything about it no like just like let him be a farmer and have a kid uh who also- we haven't seen again
0: yeah. Also, you invaded Metropolis, so maybe you should have sent some of your guys with some kryptonite in case they ran into Superman, the guy who is known for defending Metropolis. It's
1: so strange. It's so
0: strange. I mean, I guess people from Gem World have come to our world, and vice versa. So maybe, yeah. maybe he heard about it. Like, yo, they got this guy named Superman there. He's pretty great.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, they kind of set that up with that that part where Superboy like that. That issue they did with Superboys Pass where the, the Star Labs and all that were testing on something from Gem World.
0: Right. So it kind of
1: implies that there were Gem people have been on Earth. And Princess Amethyst is from Earth, so
0: indeed. So yeah, so there you go. You know, they they, they got TiVo, they got Earth like cable signals. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working on it for that time. But yeah, that was that was Young Justice. Literally this entire arc has just been just being like, look, here's questions to stuff you wanted. You're not going to like a lot of them, but here they are. <laughs> are we over this now, Brian? Can we just tell a story now that you're done filling in holes and digging other ones? <laughs> <laughs> For every hole you you know fill in, you dig two more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was Young Justice. I, I had one more this week and it was Invaders
1: oh how's invaders
0: been really good maybe one of the best minis they've done it's you know it's a it's a greek tragedy with namor it's you know what what depths no pun intended will he sink to because charles xavier screwed with his mind one time (laughs) like literally you know he's just he's just doing everything wrong man and it gets so bad there's going to be like a world war between atlantis and uh, the surface world that uh, captain america has to actually get the avengers involved this issue okay so it's evaders uh, and avengers and you know they go to atlantis and they're like all right we're gonna apprehend him uh why is there a big force shield around atlantis oh wait namor actually has agents inside uh the united states navy and he's going to launch american missiles at atlantis so they can have like a false flag <laughs> operation be like no no no, they shot at us 1st <laughs> <laughs> And to that's that's the point where Cap's like, alright, you are completely far gone, Namor, you are unsavable, you're sick, even at your most vicious, you would never fire at your own people, and now you're firing at your own people. Oh, no. I have to take you down, and they literally have a fight in the street that reminded me very much of the uh, Tony-Steve fight from Civil War. Oh, cool. Poor Human Torch gets his head ripped off, too. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, not Jim Hammond. Yeah, he he fights him first, Namor, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're making reference to the fact that, like, Namor uh, versus Human Torch was, like, one of the first Marvel crossovers ever. Oh, that's cool. In fact, it might be the first, actually. <laughs> and they're just, yeah, they just have a big, nasty fight in the street, and Namor, like, rips his head clean off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, he's a robot. We can rebuild him. It's fine. <laughs> We, we have the technology. We have the technology. I mean, it doesn't look good, but we can rebuild it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, literally the issue ends with, like, the Atlanteans firing their missiles and they, like, take out a whole city. Oh, no. And, it's like, and Captain America's like, how the hell am I going to smooth this shit over? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just just a just a real sad story about Namor and his deteriorating mental state. And it's like they they show war flashbacks, where you're kind of sympathetic towards him and what he's going through, and then he does stuff like that, and you're like, ooh, and my sympathy (laughs) evaporates. (laughs) It's
1: it's gone.
0: Yeah, and it's gone. It's a great flashback too in this issue because it's like the invaders, and they're like, oh, we got to do a stealth mission to get inside this German-occupied town, and like Namor actually gets really self-conscious because he knows he can't blend in anywhere he goes because he has elf ears and doesn't wear shirts. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I'm like, oh, what an interesting take. Namor actually felt bad about a thing because he couldn't take part and didn't feel like everyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did read the first issue, but, like, I got too far behind to, like, bother bother to catch up. But, yeah, I I love that they're, like, painting Namor as a villain, but also, like, a sympathetic villain. Like, I can understand why he's doing all of this.
0: It's like, you know how people say it's the feel-good comic of the year? This is, like, one of the feel-bad <laughs> comics of the year. You <laughs> and know it's written
1: by me. a guy who's
0: mainly, like, a comedi- comedian writer, like, yeah. uh, was it Chip Zdarsky? Zdarsky's really showing his ability to do, like, dark, intense drama between this and what he does in Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. The man's got layers, man. He's an onion. Or a parfait, <laughs> however you want to look at that. <laughs> but yeah, that was all the books I had this week yeah so i I had one
1: more and that was punisher issue 11
0: oh yes this is the big finale of the war in begalia frank castle uh pow story yes
1: yeah so he's been he's been blasting his way through uh through begalia for the last couple of issues he's got like a tank yeah he's got a tank that's adorned with punisher symbols uh he's got he's got kind of a new costume which is just like a shirt that has like a hydra symbol with like a punisher logo like spray painted over it um uh and yeah he's just like causing so much havoc that like zemo's like fuck it peace out leaves ends up detonating a thermonuclear device in (laughs) begalia and like blowing up the entire city uh frank Frank somehow survives this um because he's badass he, he survives this flies to an airstrip where zemo is is uh leaving in like his personal jet uh boards the jet and tries to take down the jet mid-flight <laughs> <laughs> because he's a bad just as Frank you know shooting at him and that, like Zemo escapes and uh the plane crashes into the ocean and uh Zemo ends up going to like his big like weird skull helicarrier carrier thing that he has Gotta love uh, it. uh and Frank is presumed dead because no one knows where he is
0: Oh really and that's the end of that story
1: yeah 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 they, they end up they're moving to the next phase of their plan so and which involves uh them moving from begalia to new york
0: naturally because again the next arc is going to be apparently a uh, frank castle versus the kingpin
1: yeah so it, it's been such a really cool arc I, I absolutely love this and how different it was from all the other Punisher stuff is so different but it was also kind of the same because it was just mm-hmm. Punisher doing what he does best
0: rosenberg walks a really good line of making the punisher a brutal vigilante but also like making him part of the superhero community and giving him a superhero ass story yeah, making him likable
1: but also at the same time realizing that like he's an insane person
0: very insane i really want to read that next arc because of course uh, rosenberg wrote the criminally underrated kingpin miniseries that i loved so much and i'm looking to see how much of what he wrote there actually comes back in this
1: yeah i'm really looking forward to that and i'm wondering if like because obviously we've got like the punisher tie-ins as well as uh that uh new punisher kill crew book Mm -hmm. coming out. i wonder if they're all gonna like tie in together
0: yeah it would be interesting to see for sure yeah but uh yeah is that it matt is that everything we read this week that is everything that's everything that's everything talked about we're almost at our hour 30 that we normally do so uh yeah thank you everyone for watching and listening it's always very much appreciated uh we enjoy it so much that you make us part of your weekly routine listening to our shows just just means the world to us don't you know
1: it does it really does
0: and of course if you're a patron we want to thank you even more so from the bottom of our hearts you know you you open up your wallet you help us keep the lights on keep the internet running uh, always appreciated. You help keep the show on SoundCloud and iTunes and all those other places where people can listen to them and uh, carry them around with them in their pocket. And you know that's just that's just good stuff
1: yeah it certainly is
0: it sure is and uh, of course hey you know if times are tough and you know you can't do that we totally understand the show will always be here for you too wednesdays at uh, 8 a.m eastern standard time same comic multiverse play same comic multiverse channel which is my channel <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah that's just about it matt do we have anything else to say anything else we want to uh, pimp out anything we want to shill
1: uh not really i'm gonna go watch game of thrones and go get mad at it
0: yeah apparently everyone is let's let's see if there's another (laughs) coffee cup (laughs) you know it's funny you know see now we got to have this conversation matt because you started it uh (laughs) i I haven't been mad at the last two episodes of game of thrones or if i have it's been for weird reasons i was mad the battle was dark i was mad that daenerys didn't know about the spears even though she clearly was supposed to see that i don't know what they're gonna do next week (laughs)
1: Uh, I just hope that Pirate Bam Majera dies.
0: Oh, yeah, you're on. You keep saying he looks like Pirate Bam
1: Majera. He does. Look at him and then look at Bam Majera. They're the same
0: person. Hey, everyone. I'm Great show of the Iron Islands, and this is Jackass. Today we call this Dragon Spirit. <laughs> uh, but, yeah,
1: I, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to hating this episode.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. If it's all bad, in a couple years we'll have Game of Thrones Kai or Game of Thrones Brotherhood. can you really condense it more than it already is (laughs) did you hear the conspiracy theory that uh the reason that george rr martin is waiting to release that new book is because he's actually waiting to see the reaction to the tv show and what they hate and to try and do it differently in the book oh no (laughs) i'm like that's a ridiculous conspiracy theory i also believe it (laughs) I believe it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we always appreciate it. We'll be back again next week. Until then, everyone, I have been Joel. I'm Matt. Comic Multiverse out, everybody. See
1: ya.